Hello G&Divas, we're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. Next Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, by the way, uh, I've rung around a few of the venues for the tour right why some can provide separate dressing rooms others are going to put you in a broom closet okay we're like the Gallagher's <laughs> we don't we'll only speak on stage as my dressing as long as my dressing room is bigger than Ben's I'm fine no oh, Ben hasn't got one he's he's not got one but he's yeah, the when we go on when we go on our tour tickets available well not many there's basically none. Well, there's a few. Yeah, a few. I mean, a handful. Oh, look at... Diego's just popped up on the... Diego's not been very well. Oh, has he not? No. He's got a cough. Dogs don't get coughs, do they? He Apparently, Ben texts me earlier saying that Diego has kennel cough. What's kennel cough? Is it dog COVID? Yeah, it's dog COVID. Oh, I've never... In my, just come and think about it, I've never heard a dog cough in my life. You want to go round to Ben's? Hello and welcome to Help I Sexted My Boss, the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life. Answering your 21st century questions and finding solutions to everyday dilemmas. Like what should you do if you open up your towel in your neighbour's line of sight? And is it okay to invite a friend to the pub an hour later than your other mates? <laughs> we'll well, explain that in a yeah. minute. Pop, <laughs> and of course, what should you do if you've accidentally sexted your boss? But we're not your usual agony aunts, are we, William Hansen? No, we're not Jordan North. I'm more HRH, you're more HMP. I'd like to credit that one to Faye, so thank you for sending that one in, Faye. HMP, Jordan, do you, do you know what HMP is? Her Majesty's Prison. Yes, of course you do. Got it in one. Do you know what HRH is? Her Royal Highness. Or his. Or his Royal Highness. Yeah. Um, that line there, like, is it okay to invite a friend to a pub an hour later than your other mates? William and I and Ben are meeting later in the week and... In a park, not a pub, because they're park. still closed. Me and William are meeting at one and Ben's meeting us at three and he found out this week that we're meeting... I mean, we're going to be... We're going to be, like, squiffy before we meet him, but I don't know, we just thought we'd have a little catch-up, me and you, because the last time I seen you was, in person, was September, October, weren't it? Was it? When we went for that meal. No, no, before we went away. No, we saw you afterwards. Oh, yeah, William, I seen you came when we were allowed. We went for a walk, didn't we? Yes, we went for... Yeah, that's right. Yes, we went for a walk. But, no, you haven't seen Ben since just before you went away no which is why he's coming a couple of hours later yeah we're gonna get we're gonna get um some gin tins william's no, gonna we're have a not gin going in. to get gin tins yeah we are i might even get you a little pims one i'm doing a big shot no i hate pims. i will not drink it i don't care if it's in a glass or in a tin i'm not drinking it well let's see right fine i'll get you a can of fosters and you can I shut don't, up 
want that either. Gin. Why? Or gin and bonnet. Fine. At a push a martini. No, I, you've never had a gin tin, have you? N- no. I love I, I love a gin tin. I love a gin in a tin. Do you know what? Right? I don't. Other than water, because of course the now the fashion is to to serve water or to you buy waters in recyclable cans, which is fine. I don't think I have ever drunk anything, including Coca Cola, because I've never drunk Coca Cola or anything similar. I out still of the tin. can't believe that. Have you never had Diet Coke? No, I've never had a fizzy drink in my life. I can't get my head around that you've never had Coca Cola. Have you ever had Fanta? No. Literally, growing up, I had all of them. Part no, of them. I just had water. Dr Pepper. Um, yeah, the thing is with a gin tin, it's just like, because a gin and tonic's great in the park. Like I said this, gin tins are great for picnics, going in the park. If you're going to the races and you're getting on the coach early in the morning, gin tins are great then. And um, on the train, a train journey, perfect. However, I mm-hmm. would note this, if you're going on an away match to watch Burnley play... Oh, yeah, I'll write that down, yeah. Talking from experience here, when you get on the train and all your brothers and cousins are there drinking tins of Fosters and John Smiths, don't you pull out your pink gin from your carrying bag. That's what I did. You don't want to be on a coach with a load of uh, sportsmen and pull out your pink one, do you? No, I was. We were, play, we were playing QPR away. You should have seen our Lee's face. They were like, what the bloody hell are them? I'm like, you know lager lays heavy on me when I'm on it all day. <laughs> You're so weird. <laughs> you know it lays heavy on me stomach. Leave me be. <laughs> <laughs> That's camp teenage Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, yeah, I was about 20, 21. Okay. Should have seen him. Should have seen our Lee's face. Anyway, who are we toasting to? Well, why don't we toast to Diego? Let's toast his, his health. We need to oh. toast him back to to full health and get rid of his kennel cough. To Diego. Diego. Mm. <laughs> ben hasn't got a drink. He's not toasting to his own dog. It's a sort of parent he is. Oh, now he has. And we hope as well we should toast to your Easter weekend. We hope you had a good Easter weekend. Uh, yes. And enjoyed the bank holiday. Your parents, um, I seem to remember from a previous Easter episode that we've done... Your parents always used to, like, go out. Easter was, like, quite a big oh, night on the town for them. Said it before, we'll say it again. Um, in my eyes, Easter is better than Christmas. I've always preferred Easter. Christmas, really? I work, yeah, I work every Christmas, don't I? And, well, you, you, work, know, you worked on Easter. Yeah, I know, but there's just something about having that Friday and that Monday off, right? And it's my favourite weekend, usually... Seven times out of ten, the weather's nice, so you, you're in the beer garden. It's just, it's my favourite weekend. You're on it from Friday till till Monday. When I lived back in Preston, um, I used to, I, I spent many Easter weekend from Friday to Monday just in the pub, in the Sir Tom Finney pub in Penwitham. I'd just be in there. From Friday, they always had karaoke. Mm. No, 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 no. No, Friday was just a normal night, so everyone got on it, and it was a good laugh. Saturday were they had a turn on. They had a singer. You had a I'm sorry. What you had a turn on? Yeah, that's what you said. Why were you turned you? on? No, up north they say oh, there's a turn on. What, like a tap? No, like if there's a singer on or a or a comedian they'll say there's a turn on. And why turn can't on. they just say that there's a singer? Because it's a turn, innit? She does a good turn. Just shut up. Anyway, so there was a turn on on Saturday, then it was karaoke on Sunday, and then you'd go back in on Monday, hammered, like still hungover. Best weekend ever. I know it was a sad time and all, and we should be celebrating the the the, the life and death of Jesus, but what a legacy it to It was leave. the life, death and resurrection of Jesus. Or whatever, what a legacy to... Imagine, imagine dying, and years and years, hundreds and thousands of years later, however long it was... People still go out on the piss. I would love to die. And then in 100 years from now, I people don't are think celebrating. people that went out drinking. People are getting... No. People are celebrating. What a legacy. What a legacy. So I, I, I wouldn't love to die. I don't mean that. But I mean, like, think of his legacy. People still go out and have an Easter week. We still no, but they out. don't... That's not... They're not doing that to commemorate Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. I just think... I I just think it's a it's a great legacy and a very fitting tribute to the man. But yeah, I love Easter and and adding to the mix all the chocolate you get to have. Well, I mean, 
the chocolate is nice, but that has got nothing, nothing to do with Jesus. Weird one for you as well. Um, well right, okay. Not that anything we've just done I, is weird. I don't know why. Um, I've got some left. I might bring it to our little soiree. This Easter weekend, I made pumpkin pie. Right, so you did an American pudding yeah. that they normally do at the latter half of the year yeah, for Easter. I made pumpkin pie. Yeah, I don't, I just really, because I'm really into my baking, I made tiffin last week. I, tell you? I mean, tiffin is not difficult, it's just melt some chocolate, stick in some fruit and put it in the fridge. Hey, it was good, my tiffin. I'll be bringing that on my little away trip next time, my little... Little carrier bag full of tiffin for Turn lads. up like, like Brie van der Kamp with your basket of baked goods. Here are boys, here's my tiffin and pink gin. Come on, Burnley, come on, Burnley, let's go. <laughs> Don't steal my identity. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I met, met some pumpkin pie, I just really fancied making it. How did you even get a pumpkin at this time of year? Oh, I just got the tin off, off uh, a tin of the mixture off Amazon. Right. I've got two more tins left, so I'll make I'll make some more when you when you next invite. Well, not me not for me. Make it for someone. Make it for one of your enemies. And I didn't use didn't do the pastry. I just got the roll with pastry. You right. So you basically you bought the pastry and you stuck the mixture in and you put it in the oven. Yeah. That's not baking. That is baking. It's not. I did a Simnel cake. Have you ever done a Simnel cake? No. What's that? Well, it's like an Easter Christmas cake. That's how I'd best describe it. Oh, and have you made that? Yes, I made it and did my own little almond paste on the top and you put your uh, little balls on the top, which represent the apostles. I beg your pardon? You put your balls on top that represent the apostles. It's like a Christmas cake, but you've put... um, Well, some people call it marzipan, other people call it almond paste, some people call it marsh pain, if they're being technically quite smart, and you put that within the mixture. Can I tell you what we'll do, right? You bring a bit of... Have you got any of that cake left over? A little bit. Right, you bring some of that. I'll bring my pumpkin pie to the soiree and Ben can... We can have a great British Bake Off and Ben can judge which is better. Right. I mean, Ben, I'd be three hours late if I were you. Maybe. Maybe we'll hear Ben speak in one of the bonus podcast episodes. I can assure you, Jesus would not have wanted that. Also, um... Whilst we're talking about baking, I will just... I've never told him this to his face, but I will tell you now. William Hansen's baking, very hit or miss. Oh, shut up. Also, whilst we're at it, Greek lamb tray bake, not so keen. Uh, remember, if you want to help with something... Then when you did you even us. have that? <laughs> when we... The podcast awards. You made it then. Did I? Very chewy. Uh, fatty. Remember, if you want to help with something, then you can tweet us at Sexton. Oh, you should see his face. <laughs> I'm kind of joking. Says the person who serves up corned beef hash. You loved corned beef hash. No, I didn't. Yeah, but I don't go around prancing. I don't go prancing around telling everyone I'm an etiquette expert and a baker and a, a cook. I don't tell people I'm a baker. You can send your trails of trepidation to help at sextedmyboss.com or you can write to William who promises a handwritten reply in his own letterhead of paper. The address is on the website, sextedmyboss.com. Um, how's your week been? It was going very well, thank you. <laughs> uh, no, if you actually, if you listen to me on Castaway, Laura Whitmore's podcast, I, give, I talked about you very lovingly in there. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, have a listen to it. I talked about this podcast and how it started and... Are you texting again? No, I'm trying to find a joke of the week. I can't remember it. I got, <laughs> I got sent one this week and it was class. I'm just having a look now. Well, whilst, whilst you're talking about jokes of the week and our interval act, if we can call it that, um, I have, in fact, we have quite a few apologies to do today. Um, first of all, I'd like to start with um, an apology to Hayley Lawton, who last week we did the I'm More, You're More, and we didn't credit her because I think you you got carried away. So I'm blaming you. Um, it was the ca- you started talking about cash and carry. Oh, so Haley, thank you for that. As we say, thank you to Faye this week. I'd also like to apologise for my wacky word of the week. Oh yeah. Um, two people have so far noticed this. Um, I'm half surprised, but also not surprised that more people didn't notice this. 
But basically what happened, Gene Divas, is we got to the point in the episode where we get to the halfway point and I completely forgot to have a wacky word prepped. So off the top of my head, I said the word calyptions. It's not a word. <gasps> the word is conniptions, not calyptions. The definition I got correct. I just got the word wrong. Standards are slipping. So I apologise. Standards are slipping on this podcast. Ever since you've been out gallivanting with that trollop from three <laughs> Bristol's counties, whatever station he's on. Three Bristol's <laughs> counties? <laughs> Ever since you've been with that little sleazeball. The mm. Standards on this podcast have been going down. You've not been... Crediting who's done the your more, he's more. You've been getting the words wrong. The what? I don't know. It's not my. That's not my department. I don't know. You do all that. Anyway, so uh, well done to those. Jack on uh, on Instagram got it got it right, and there was one person on Twitter. So uh, congratulations to both of both of you, and apologies. The other apology is for the. I didn't, and I went another one. Yeah, I know three. It's like a hat trick, lad. Is that <laughs> get me with my football reference? Um, when we were when we you and I get sent the episode just to make sure that we're happy with what goes out and that we haven't completely overstepped the mark. I'll be honest; a couple of things in last week's episode I probably would have taken out in hindsight, but um, such as we won't go there, and uh, we'll uh, tackle that another time. The um, but George, you weeing. Oh, I was out on a run and didn't really hear that bit. And it was only when I was then listening to it back after it had gone out, and we heard this sort of quite. Str- I mean, clearly you've got no urological problems, so well done. Um, I thought, wow, we left that in. So I apologise to everyone. Yeah, I apologise for that. I've been brung up better than that. I didn't know Ben was going to keep that in either. So well, I mean, again, did you not listen to it? I did. I'd, oh, I always. Oh God, I always listen. Yeah, it's normally you that asks for things to be cut, oh, it's not me. All, I've make it no secrets. Or like, if you think I've no filter now, wait till you hear what gets cut. God. Yeah, sorry that the piddle sound got in. My mum always shouts at me for that when I'm at home. She always goes, "Do it, do it, do it," and I have to shut the door whenever we. No, you have to shut the doer. Doer, that's what she does. I love that. I can, and you know, I sometimes, obviously, tour we've talked about and poor, but doer, doer, shut I that doer. Sometimes look at doors and think, oh, there's the doer. Doer, shut that doer. So yeah, we we did have a lot to apologise for there. So we're actually getting loads of people asking about post lockdown etiquette and dilemmas and problems. So I thought for the first time on the episode today, we'll do some quick fire post lockdown etiquette. Is that okay? Oh, yes, that's absolutely fine. I'll ask you the questions. These are just from people that we've had in tweets and messages and games. Uh, And you just give us a quick fire answer. Yeah. So not don't pretend you're on this morning trying to be funny and everything like that. And best mates with Phil and just just quick fire. Right. It's all about Alison Hammond now. She's my new fave. How do you say no to people if you're still worried about the pandemic? Okay, um, you simply say, um, I keep it short, keep it no sweet. No to people? Yeah, if they've said, oh, let's go out for, to the park, or um, oh. can I come round to your garden, or whatever, you say, actually, I'm, I'm still a bit uncomfortable about it, but hopefully soon, fingers crossed, and keep it short, keep it sweet. Be honest. Okay, this is a good one. What do you do when people go in for a hug? Because I think I... Do you be like, oh, sorry, I'm not a hugger. What do you do? Taser them. Goes in for, what, seriously, if someone goes in for a hug? Taser. Shout, taser, taser, taser! And then hopefully they back off. How do you politely tell people to leave your garden once you've had enough of them? That's from Jade. That's a great ah, question. Yes, well, you know my, my standard technique, which I always do at any form of entertaining, indoor or outdoor. It is. So, Jordan, have you got much planned tomorrow? Oh, <laughs> I've got work at half eight, but uh, I'm having a good time, William. Mikey, get us another gin, love. Yeah. What's my mother doing here? <laughs> uh, or, uh, the, yes, I do do that one. Or I do, can I get anyone anything else? Which is uh, another code for go away. 
I think if you bring the coffee out, that's always a good way of doing it. Well, no, because no coffee's part of the whole fun. No, it's like, right, I'm making a brew. I'm getting ready for bed. You can all piss off. I'd just do it. Do you know what? I'd do it like that. I'd be like, right, I'm, I'd do it in a jokingly serious way. Right, I'm making a brew. I'll do one last round and then you can all piss off, get your taxis wrong. Right. How do I pick two couples to join us without offending other friends, says Karen. Well, I, I think if you are going to invite friends over and you haven't invited other friends, don't post it on social media. Uh, make, you know, make sure that... You, what's the point of posting on social media? Just just enjoy the time. Don't offend others by showing that you've had other people around. But also, you know, you this isn't rule of six and then you can't have anyone else. You can, ha- you can have six people at one go and then the next day have another six people. So hopefully um, you can have everyone over at some point. What do I talk to my friends about when we've exhausted all topics over the last year? That's from Katie. Well, as I said to Alison Hammond, you, what you can do is you can use your surroundings as a source of inspiration. So you can say, uh, what a lovely bay tree, uh, what a nice big aspidistra you've got, that sort of thing. Um, so anything that you can see and that's in sight, uh, you can use. One thing I do is um, if I'm going to a meeting down here and it's like the first time meeting someone and part of working in this industry is like first impressions like you say and people liking you i always write a list of things to talk about because it's part of the, the best way of getting work down here it's just like it's people like so i always think of things to talk about if i'm meeting ben on my own i always write a list of things to talk about because it's like getting blood from a stone having a conversation so that's my little tip write mm. a list of little topics it never goes wrong <laughs> number one is football it's always what? 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 Your Zoom connection was so bad during that. All we, heard, all Ben and I heard was every other word, and Ben and I were just nodding, sort of thinking, yeah, if we just nod and make some noises, he'll, he'll never know. Okay, do I apologise for having bad hair when I meet up with people? Yeah. Are you asking for yourself? No, this is Dambor 10. Um, no, of course not. No, keep it positive. And it, look, hey, you, it might be bad for you, but to other people it might actually look fine and they may not notice it, so uh, don't bring it to their attention. Is it still a... I'd say, yeah. I always do it. I go, oh, don't look at state of my hair. Look, I look around right mess. I look like I've been playing with plug stockings. Do you want a drink? Is it still OK to give people not wearing masks dif- disapproving looks? That's from yes. Darko. Yeah. How early is too early to start drinking in the park, Becky? Uh, half eight before work. Too early. Nine o'clock, nine o'clock on a good Friday morning, perfectly fine. Eight o'clock on a bank holiday weekend, why not? Half seven before work, in the park, not good. Are sharing plates acceptable? That's from Lucia. Um, well, normally it might be more acceptable, but at the moment for COVID I wouldn't recommend sharing anything. I think I friendzone myself on a date because of social distancing. How do I fix it? That's from Honey Trap. Um, right. Um, well, uh, communication. Just be honest. Tell them. Text them. Call them. Zoom them. Just tell them. Exactly what you've said to us. Say to them, I think I friend zone myself on a date by social distancing. How do I fix it? Tell them that. Do, um, <laughs> this is from John. Do orgies count as outdoor sports if we do it on the patio? <laughs> right. Well, first of all, in order of importance, John, it's a terrace, not a patio. And um, secondly, uh, I believe they are a contact sport, as Whitney Houston once sang. So uh, I don't think that counts at the moment. Have you and Tom next door been docking yet? Have you docked yet? Yes. Have you docked? We did. We docked last weekend um, (laughs) because we uh, we connected our homos, which is the brand of uh, hose that we use. Not not a paid partnership, but uh, it could be if they'd like to be. Get Why not? Everybody else is help at, at the moment. Help at sexedmyboss.com. <laughs> we'll read on, um, literally. Between Tom and, lovely Tom, and my neighbour, uh, we all uh, jet-washed the back passage last weekend, ready for visitors. They were great questions, then. Thank you for some... It's good. We'll do more quick fatter etiquette. We will. How's your wallet? Have you got your wallet? Oh, yeah. Oh, my wallet got handed back in again, so that's twice in a month. Or Well, well done. Good on whoever handed it It was picked in. up by someone who lives on the same 
premises as me and because it's my old flat number on my driving license they posted it there then they give it to the postman and the postman handed it in at, it's been a nightmare but i've got it and what i've got now i've had, i've been sent one of those uh tracker things those tile trackers so if i go on my phone now i can find my wallet anywhere in right well it's 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 in abu dhabi it's in abu dhabi at the moment but it's right <laughs> next to me so bear with maybe but hang on but if how permanent is this tile? I mean, can the tile easily be removed or yeah, fall no, out? Yeah, no, no, it's, it's like a... Look, it's, look, I'll show it you. It's like the size of a credit card. I can't get it out. So you just put it in your wallet like a credit card. Look. And then... Show me. Oh, God's sake. I want to see it. This has saved my life. So I can track it on my phone. If I've lost it, I can see who's got it and go and hunt them down and go, Hey, give me my wallet back. Oh, oh, it's like an episode of Line of Duty. I can't get the thing, I can't get the bloody thing out, wait there, there, look, that's what it is. All right, okay. It looks like a business card, doesn't it, like a trendy business card. So you pop it in, right? Yeah. And then watch this. If Say I know it's in the house, but I can't find it. Mm. It, it rings, my wallet rings. Oh, that's cute. Can where's you change the, the tune? Where's my... Can you change your bloody tube? Where's my bloody wallet? Where's my wallet? Oh, hang on, hang on. It's here in Cocker. What my life? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hi, Mum. Yeah, Mum, I'm, I'm, just doing a, I'm just doing a podcast recording. I'll ring you back. All right, Mum. Love you. Bye-bye. <laughs> well... Lovely. Well, I'm very pleased. So, okay, so Jordan, say this now. Let's put this out there. Is this now the end of... I think it is the end. I've lost my wallet again. Yeah, I think this could be a a lifesaver for me. I really do. Well, fingers crossed. Also this week, can I just say your pictures of you winning the Good Egger Prize? No, that wasn't the Good Egg Prize. That was a, that was a set. In fact, actually, that I know there's another photograph we could release of me oh. with the Good Egg Cup, and it is tiny. Getting a lot of reaction on our Help I Sex and My Boss socials. A lot of the uh, a lot of the boys and girls picking up how handsome you were when you were seventeen, eighteen. Well, and I mean, I still am. Obviously, I'm gorgeous no, now, I'm... but I, I was a different handsome. Um different level um well yes no well thank you very much for everyone's um kind comments i showed those photographs just before we posted them to mikey and he'd never seen them and uh he he said numerous things i mean lots of people i mean he said things that lots of people said on on the socials that that literally could have been last year in that i don't seem to have aged particularly and that i sort of just looked like other than the hairline it was basically william in a suit which it's sort of my looks stayed the same over the years um but then mikey looked at it and went your mother's had that hair <laughs> and then he scrolled through and he went you've always had that big chin and i clarified what he meant by that and and he he said no it's distinguished and he wished that he had a, a big prominent chin god bless him you know, he, he he's he's a typical Wakefield lad. He does not. He's not from words. Wakefield. He, he he tells you how it is, exactly what it is, when it is. <laughs> you've always had a you've always had a big chin, haven't you? Christ, yeah, it's always been there. I'm sure your mother's had that hairdo. Oh God, we're dragging on a bit here. We're ready for Jordan's jolly joke of the week. We are ready for Jordan's jolly joke of the week. If you like a chap who's cheeky and northern, you're in for a treat. With our Jordan, and if a giggle is what you seek, you're sure to love Jordan's jolly joke of the week. Yorkshire couple moved to Spain. <laughs> I already love it. Okay, you're going to love this. <laughs> Yorkshire couple moved to Spain, and on the Sunday. The wife realises they've no um, gravy for the Sunday dinner. <laughs> she says, George, go next door and ask them if they've any gravy. And I'll tell you the punchline after the break. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, then. So it's Jordan's Jolly Joke of the Week. Yorkshire couple moved to Spain and it gets to Sunday and the wife realises she didn't pack any gravy. They've, so they've no gravy for the Sunday dinner. So she says, George, go next door and ask them if they've got any gravy. So George goes next door. <coughs> fella opens door. He says, ask there any bisto? And fella says, sorry, I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> Now, <laughs> take those characters and do it as Wendy and Graham. It still works. There you go. Well, so I just pick one. I'll pick one randomly from my dad jokes box. Oh, where are we going with this? Why do North Koreans draw the straightest lines? Because they have a supreme ruler. It's fine. Do you think we have any North Koreans that listen? What did the cannibal's wife say when he came home late for dinner? I'm giving you the cold shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually... I really wonder if we do have any North Koreans listening. I actually would love to know. Well, we've got listeners all over the world. Maybe our next tour next year we'll do, like, you know, Leeds, Bristol, Manchester, Pyongyang. Why not? Still preferable to Sheffield. <laughs> what? Right. What is it? We Can we just clear some up, Gene Divas, right? William has nothing against Sheffield. Just every time we go on tour, he picks a city that he's going to get digs in. So loads of people are messaging me. We're getting loads of comments going, what's what, what's wrong with Sheffield? What's, uh, tell you what, why is, it, why, is it, why is he having a go at Sheffield? Steel City, Full Monte. It's just, he picks a city every year. Don't take it to heart. Love you, Sheffield. Can't wait. Have you ever been to Sheffield before? Once. It's. I'd say it's the it's the London of Yorkshire. It's the London of Yorkshire. That's offensive to quite a lot of places we're going to. No, it's How about Leeds. It's very no, 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 no. Sheffield's a com- like it's a very um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a very metropolitan vibey. Oh my fucking god, I've just said vibey. Who am I? I'm finishing. I'm done. Hello, Radio 2. I've just said vibey. I have just, it's like proper, it's a bit like Camden, Sheffield. Well, you're not selling it to me, I'll be honest. In, in like, it's it's bougie, it's trendy. Oh, it's god. a good, well, I t- promise you, it's a great night out. We'll, we'll go for some drinks afterwards. Um. Well, then, how would you describe Leeds? If, if Sheffield is the. London of Yorkshire. What's Leeds? The Leeds of Leeds? Leeds? No, Leeds is like the Manchester of Yorkshire. Do you want to offend I don't know what I can't say that. I can't say that because the eight man. I mean, Leeds is. I've just said vibey. Who am I? I'm going back home on 17th of May when I'm allowed to do overnight stays. I can't go home and start saying vibey. Might as well pull my pink gins out now. (laughs) Vibey. 
Yeah, how was that barge odd? Ah, you know, it was really vibey. Have I changed? Leeds is lovely. I mean, there's practically no grass left. I mean, they've, they've really done so much to Leeds. Um, we Something that went very, very well a few weeks ago, surprisingly well, and I think we should do it again, was our Give Me The D competition. This is when the listeners can win a bottle of De Bonnet. You just go to our Instagram page, look at a post uh, in the week of this release, and uh, follow the rules. Shall we sing our little ditty? Composed by me, but the music was composed by one of our G&Divas, Stephen. Um, but the, the lyrics originally my intellectual property. So shall we uh, shall we have a, have a little sing-song? To, I think headphones out again, though. I want two... I want two, three. I, I want, want the G. G. I, I need G. it now. Need it now. Please, Please tell, tell me, me when. when. Please, Please tell, tell me how. how. I'm thirsty and willing and eager to you see. So, so come, come on, boys. Give me the D. Uh, like William said, all the details will be up on our social, on Instagram. On Instagram. Ben, do you want to rate that out of ten? He's saying 10. Easily pleased. Let's go to the listeners' problems, dilemmas and questions, please. First bit of correspondence, William Hansen. This one is from Hannah. Dear William and Jordan, I'm writing to you with a long-standing debate between my husband and I. She means me and my husband. With normality on the horizon, I hope you can help us finally put the issue to bed. Excuse the pun. My husband enjoys spending his Saturdays in the pub and often comes home in the early hours when I'm already asleep. He then proceeds to stumble clumsily into the bedroom, turning on the torch on his phone and putting it on the bedside table, light upwards illuminating the room. Takes the change out of his pockets and loudly decants it into an oversized whiskey bottle. Before stumbling around, getting undressed and then finally getting into bed and proceeding to watch videos on his phone with the volume turned up. Even when he is finally asleep, the aroma of alcohol and kebab radiating from him is so much so that I have on occasion had to sleep in the guest room. We have discussed the issue at length. I think he should sleep in the spare room and he thinks that I should sleep in the spare room. So my question to you is which one of us should sleep in the spare room when he comes home pissed? Kind regards, Hannah. Hannah, um, I'm going to give you my number to give to your other half, because it sounds like me and him would have a great night out. He's my kind of guy. Yeah, but OK, the night out might be good, but it's the coming back from the night out that clearly is... I mean, Hannah, I, I would I would have snapped if I were you. I'm, I'm just trying to be one at lads, because I said vibey. Um, right. That's all I'm doing. I did once come home from a night out with a mate and got in bed with him and his then fiance. We thought it'd be hilarious, and she flipped out. She wouldn't now. Yeah, we thought it'd be funny. So I got in bed. She turned round and I was stroking her hair, and it, yeah, she she went. Yeah, it wasn't funny. Um, seriously, put him in the spare room. There's nothing worse than when you're sore when someone gets into bed with you and they've been on the piss and they're burping and farting and kebabbing and just put them in. You say to him before he goes out, and this, you know, this is from Wendy's, Wendy's book of tricks, and she's quite, you know, not long in tooth, want for a better phrase, but she always says to me, Dad, if you <laughs> hello got, Wendy, if you're listening, if you're hanging on, if you're hanging on, right, hanging on, like if you're staying out. You're going in spare room. You're going out settee. Don't come in. Start waking me up and upsetting out. So before he goes out, say you do not get in bed if you're drunk. What would, what's your advice? Well, I would. So on occasion, when either Mike is working a late shift and I've gone to bed, or if I'm working late and coming home, what? Or even if I'm here in the study and Mike has already gone to bed and I'm I'm doing some presentation to Pyongyang or or somewhere. Um, what we will do is we put my pajamas or Mike's pajamas all of the accoutrements in the sitting room and then you change there you take all your clothes off there thankfully we we our bathroom is is separate so we can go and sort of you know do that and we don't don't uh disturb each other and then and i to be fair i am better than mikey mike is a bit loud when he comes to bed i in a former life i think i was a cat burglar because i can get into that bed and lie on the bed put the cover over me and he doesn't even stir i bet mikey's like wreck it ralph when he comes in <laughs> hey up, Willie! Shh, go to shh. This is Mikey whispering. Go to sleep. I'll be in, in a minute, my little poppy. Just make a brew. I'll 
fucking hell, Maggie. You you remind me of when I was a when I was a, you know very young child when I was like five or six and I you know as a child you sometimes have scary dreams so you go into your parents just you know have comfort and sometimes my my father would then get evicted from the bed and have to go and sleep in my bed and I would get in with my mum and uh, she you know she'd be like oh darling darling don't worry about it come into me we'll be fine in the morning night night darling and literally if I moved my left toe. My little toe, I'd get, lie still, from the other side of the bed. There was no sympathy once we said goodnight. I couldn't, and I can remember being absolutely like rigor mortis in the bed, trying not to move. So I didn't get, lie still. I were never allowed that. So it probably really? says a lot about my childhood and how I've turned out as an adult. It's come in, mum would be like, what's happened? Tell me all, and dad would be like, get in your room, you soft ass, borgy men. Like they're going to come round here. What? Borgy men. Bloody out to Nick in this house, no burglars. You'll be right. That is <laughs> burglars. What they're going to rob? My father and brother once played a, a practical joke on me. I had gone up to bed. We were all sort of. My parents were getting ready for bed downstairs. I had gone up to bed, and I was, I don't know, fourteen. And um, they went and I mean, this I, I I can hear this as I say it. They went and got the swimming pool cleaning net, the net that you have to clean the swimming pool, and on the end is a bit of rubber. And they took it to um, below my bedroom window and then tapped on my bedroom window with a bit of rubber. And, of course, my blinds were down. And, well, that was it. I just ran down screaming. And then the next thing I know, my brother and father come in from outside thinking it was hilarious. I didn't sleep a wink. I can imagine middle at night you coming in. Sarah's like, oh, darling, darling, don't worry. Don't worry, mummy's here, darling, mummy's here. Oh, Christ, I've... Bloody drank too much champagne. Let me just uh, swig more champagne. I'll switch on the light, darling. You can come into mummy's bed into my bosom. Oh, it's you, William. I thought it was James. Get back to bed. Get back to bed. Don't be so stupid, darling. You're too old now. I thought it was my James. I was worried for a moment. Swigging champagne. You are a card. Um, shall we go on to our next listener problem? I've been called a few words beginning with C before, mm. but not card. Hello, William Jordan and producer Ben. Firstly, can I just say that I absolutely adore your podcast and can't wait to see you on tour again. We came last time around and had such good night, I can't remember another time I've laughed so hard. My girlfriend particularly enjoyed meeting Jordan in the flesh and questioning what products he uses on his hair in an attempt to get me to recreate the look. I can confirm that following lockdown growth, I have very much failed at this task. I have a question regarding wedding guest etiquette. We are planning to get married next year and are going to have a very small and intimate wedding with our with only a few guests. We have decided we wish to stay at a five-star hotel in our favourite city, Edinburgh, with all of our guests. Clearly, there is a reasonable cost associated with this and my girlfriend and I have different views on how to approach it. We don't want the guests to stay anywhere else as we all wish to be together in the same hotel. However, I believe we can't expect them all to foot their own bill as it's our choice to stay there. So my questions are, is it reasonable to ask that all guests stay in this hotel with us? And secondly, is it fair to ask them to pay a contribution towards their stay? Or should we pay the bill in full as it's our choice to stay there? Thank you in advance for your help with this matter. We have researched lots for an answer to this. And the only thing we can both agree on is that whatever answer you give us will be the one we go with. Kind regards, Dougie. Great question, Dougie. Uh, keep sticking at that hair, you'll get it one day. Just rub your head on a pillow and look like you've been through a bush backwards and you'll soon get the look. Um, if you're staying at a five-star hotel and he's basically saying, is it all right for his guests to do it? This happened at a wedding I was at recently and do you know what they did that I thought was brilliant? So mm-hmm. they said, I think you speak to the hotel and if the guests are yours, there might be a bit of discount on the room. There might mm, be a bit of yeah. discount preferential rate preferential rate so you put you put that on the email or the invitation and i thought this was brilliant the last one of the last weddings i went to was they said we're staying at this hotel it is a bit pricey but if you fancy treating yourself here's the rates or and then they give a list of two or three other hotels in the area and a taxi number so you could go to the other what I just like the fact that you think that, that was... I mean, that's generally what most weddings do. Oh, do they? So, like... I tell you what was good. 
is they did this bit where like the bride walked down and met the groom at the front and then they like talked to each other and said nice things and gave them a peck on cheek but if they don't want to stay there give them like we stayed in Premier Rain and we got breakfast or like do <laughs> what we did or like what I do when I go to weddings you, you get you can get dropped off at a wedding fine dad we drop us off yeah but it's it, it's getting back in middle at night, so and it's usually like forty minutes away. So you share a taxi with someone. So say you can stay at that <laughs> hotel or give some alternatives. What? Do you know what? Fine. Go on. What do you want? <laughs> Sorry, you're not even answering their question. I mean, it's great, but it's it's right. Okay. That's what they're saying. Dougie and fiance. Here's the answer. You cannot tell your guests you have to stay in this hotel and then make them even pay a contribution you know your guests you know what their budget is you can say we would love it if everyone stayed at this hotel but unless you are going to pay their bill in full you cannot insist on it and if you if you desperately all want to be in the same hotel rethink the hotel basically. Um, yes, Jordan is absolutely right. You do need to see if you can negotiate a preferential rate for for your guests. That would be an absolute, and you can communicate that with them. But if you can't be disappointed, you can't hold it against your guests if they choose to stay somewhere else because they can't afford the, the five-star hotel in Edinburgh. And Dougie, like, one thing about a wedding is you will not be able to please everyone. No matter what you do, you can have your wedding at Buckingham Palace and there'll always be some girl or lad who's on the fourth wine, going, mm, well, we're not having starters, because apparently that's a lot cheaper. They've saved two grand. I mean, what's two grand in grand scheme of things? It's like, well, it's a lot of money, in it? Well, we're going to have starters at my wedding. It's like, all right. So you won't be able to please everyone. There's, there's, there's no DJ. It's just the playlist that they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Tacky. Tacky. <laughs> I can't wait for our live streamed episode because some of your hand gestures that you do when you do your little funny voices. I get. Do I actually? I yeah, you do. do it's, a, it's a whole experience. It's my impressions. Wendy, can I have a potato? <laughs> <laughs> um, we have one other letter which is handwritten. I have had a sneak preview at this letter. It came in an envelope uh, with Sir William Hanson with Help I Sex My Boss's Address. First class stamp. This person has written his letter on numerous sheets of lavatory paper. That is fantastic. That is absolutely... What, are they in prison? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't read the letter. Are they in prison? Oh, my God. Oh, they live in Helmsley, North Yorkshire, which says so much. Dear William and Jordan, sorry about the paper, but we are in lockdown. Have you not heard of Amazon? (laughs) Have our lives come to that that we're writing letters on paper? This is brilliant. My daughter Maddie, who's 23, has introduced me to your podcasts. I'm overjoyed to be introduced to it as it is fucking hilarious. I'm binge listening and only on the 2018 episodes at the moment, but getting through them fast. I love the commoners muck posh as F-U-C-K combo. I have a story about Uber Pool. Maddie used this once, picked up in Richmond, two drunk girls already in the back of the car. Half an hour into the journey, she said there was a smell. Um, Wound down the windows a little, the smell got worse. Twenty minutes later, the girls got out at their destination. The driver drove a little way down the road and asked Maddie if he could check the smell out. The giggling, pissed-up girls from the back of the car had had a shit in the footwell oh my god where where are we I I thought we couldn't stoop any lower with a watermelon (laughs) Maddie no longer uses Uber Pool she wasn't charged I've left a couple of sheets of lavatory paper in case you both get caught short love from Sarah and Maddie I mean what I mean Imagine the imagine the rating you'd give someone who shit in your Uber. I mean, I've I've left crisp packets in an Uber before and felt bad, and text them saying sorry I left a crisp packet in. But shitting in an Uber, how do you? I'm, I just when this pod just as, just as I think this podcast like we can't 
going like there's no questions or dilemmas we'll get that shock me. We get a letter written on toilet roll. What do you make of that? Um, I don't really know what to say. Help have shit in an Uber. There you go. Let's not call the episode that. We'll never get sponsored by Uber. I can't just... I don't, who shits in an Uber? I mean, something that obviously that is not appropriate and we're not condoning that. But No wonder we don't win any awards. But, but thank you, Sarah and Maddie, for taking the... However long it took to write on ten sheets of lavatory paper to send in your problem. I wonder how I'll reciprocate when I write back, because you have put a return address. So thank you. How do you physically shit in an Uber? How do you... Well, let's save something for our 100th episode. I'm not shitting in an Uber. Gene Divas, if you want our help with anything, then the address is on the website, sexofmyboss.com. Or you can send your tales of trepidation to help at sexofmyboss.com. Or you can write to William, who promises a handwritten reply on his own toilet head of paper. Lavatory. The address is on the website sextedmyboss.com do you call it lavatory paper tell you what I've just realised I can bring this to the park why in case I'm not oh I mean it's alright to have a wee outside right just to end the episode it's fine to have a wee outside in certain circumstances well it's it's not actually because if you've got kids and there's some bloke having a wee I just you see the lengths that you've made us plummet Sarah and Maddie with your with your Luro letter have you ever said bog roll no. Say it now. Say no. just pretend. Say pretend you're having a poo and you've run out and just say to Mikey, Mikey, we've run out of bog roll, please. Please may I have some bog roll. <laughs> what an episode. See you in the park. Hello, it's me, Jamie Lang, and I've got a new podcast, uh, and this time there are no gimmicks. It's just great company. Because the thing is, I realise the reason I love podcasts so much is because they're a great way to connect with people. Hello, I'm Youngblood. Joe Brand. I'm Paloma Faith. Jay Blades. Elizabeth Day. Zara Larson. Casper Lee. And I'm Great Company. Great Company. Great Company. Great Company. Apparently. It's Great Company with me, Jamie Lang. Out now. Hello, Gene Divas. We're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. On Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema.